Welcome to And Here's Modi. Hi, everybody, and welcome to And Here's Modi in the studio today with Periel and Leo. We want to first begin by thanking our sponsors, our co-podcasters, uh, uh, A&H Provisions, best hot dogs in the world, uh, kosher, glock kosher meats. Uh, they really give it to you. They send it to you nicely. It's very, very beautiful. Promo code MODI. For 30% off. For 30% off. off your first order. Um, www.kosherdogs.net. And if you want a tour of the studio, I'm sure you can get one. You can just call Seth and tell him that Modi sent you. Um, and then, of course, Whites and Luxembourg. Uh, thank you very much, Whites and Luxembourg, for being our part, our podcast partners. Mm-hmm. Um, they are a law firm that uh, not doesn't just do well. well. They also do good. They're an amazing law firm, but they're also very philanthropic and uh, just good friends. Arthur Luxemburg and Perry, just people that we're just just helpers out of the podcast. And, and uh, also, you can't sue us. You can't sue us. Yeah, it's good. Because <laughs> <laughs> we are on, believe it or not. Uh, so actually, I'm there are clients. <laughs> Isn't that funny? I can sit in the table with Arthur and say, You're my client. Yeah. Isn't that funny? Yes. Well, that works. Have you ever sat with Arthur on a table? He's so busy buying everybody else's check. Desserts on me for them. I'll take their check. Okay, never mind. Let's keep going. I don't um, know where to start. I mean, so much has happened. Well, hold on. Just before we do, give their... The- Whites, locks. Whitesluxe.com. Also, whitesandlux.com because they bought another domain because I messed up their website so many, so times. many times. Okay, we. this is our first podcast back after... Um, the war in Israel has broken out um, just to where we've all been physically and mentally. The day the war broke out, Leo and I were leaving Israel. Uh, the bombs landed at 6 a.m. 30 a.m. We did not get out of bed because the Xanax was still tailing off. No, so, Modi. I looked at you. I was like, is that the alarm? You're like, it's just a test. And we went back to bed. We were in Jaffa. <sighs> we were in Jaffa at the... Uh, at the Satai Hotel, and thank you very much to the Nakash family. Big shout out. They are so sweet and made us feel like family. It's yeah. their hotel. They were all there, and they were just so, so nice. Um, and they were there, and we had breakfast with them that Saturday, and then the uh, the second bombs went off, and we saw the Patriots uh, meet them in the sky, right? What are they called? What did you say? The uh that the the Iron Dome, the yeah, is why that, did I say pa- Patriot missiles? No, I don't know. I don't is that know what they're called. I don't no, know. No, no, I no. thought maybe that was the name. I'm just you're. Let me just to paint the picture a little bit. It was Suk. It was Sukkah. Sukkot. Sukkot. The last days of Sukkot. It was the last days of Sukkot. So we were eating in the Sukkah outside in the courtyard of the hotel. And in the morning. In the morning, yeah. we were having breakfast. At what time? Ten thirty. Ten ish a.m. So it was like. So it had fully started at that point, and the sirens went off, and I look up because we're outside, and I could see the Iron Dome missiles being deployed, and I could hear them, and everyone gets up to run into the basement, and I turn her. I get up to run to the basement. I take a few steps. I look back. Modi is. So Still as a statue at the table, sipping his coffee. And I was like, Modi, we should probably go. And he goes, by the time we get back up, it's going to be cold. The coffee. I don't want my coffee. I don't want come back to that cold was 10 a.m. on Saturday. If I come back to cold coffee, the terrorists have won. If I come back to cold coffee, it the, was... they, it's their win. But we did not know it was what it was. We 
I, for some reason, my phone was on do not disturb. My, my, my cousin was calling me to tell me this is not a regular bombings that they send over rockets. Right. They have invaded. Right. This is a war. Right. So, so so that's I can you just take a step back just for the people who are not familiar with the fact that many times in Israel there are flare ups. Yeah, there are missiles and violent flare ups. And most Israelis are fairly immune to this. I mean this is a crazy way to live, but this right. is how they live. And most Israelis do what Modi did. No, most Israelis go into the into the bomb shelter until they get the all not, clear. Not, no. I don't know. You know what? To be honest, I've never been in Israel during a uh, uh, a drill where they had to go into the shelter. I can tell you because I yeah, hear it and there. I hide under the table or like <clears throat> lock myself in the bomb shelter, and the rest of the Israelis are doing what Modi does, which is like it's fine, it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. You. I don't know how I was talking to you. I was Leo and I were I mean, I don't know how you didn't completely fall apart. I rem I to my credit, I did remain fairly calm. Yes. Well, yeah. well, no, he did. We kept mean, it together. What are you talking about? We I had was... a flight at four PM <laughs> that day. Yeah. It wasn't being canceled. It was an Air France flight and Air France I think wanted their plane out of there. Right. And the plane was already there. And we went to the airport, and it was very calm. Were you freaking out? Like, because you probably had a deeper understanding than he, he did. Didn't. He didn't. I had a deeper understanding. I had a deep. I knew what was going on. I had to keep it cool. I I did not want you freaking out. If I don't freak out, so you don't I freak was, out. Well, I was the one deep in, in the news and Twitter and. Uh, I knew Ron. My cousin put me on what's happening in real time, and when we were talking to the taxi driver. Not the truck, our driver, that we had our driver. He was talking to me. Did you notice how he only spoke to me in Hebrew the last day? And all the other times he drove us, he spoke in English because he wanted you. But he was telling me what was going on and the kibbutzes and all that stuff. And he was getting real-time information. So I knew what was going on. So I, spoke I just kept to it Le cool. I said, Let's I, get I to this spoke plane. I to Leo and he, I was like, are you guys okay? And he's like, yes, we're on a plane. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, thank God. I couldn't. I thought you guys were stuck there. I was freaking out. And then hours later, you still hadn't taken off. Yeah. There was the craziest delays on this flight. And not from, like, because of the army said don't take off. It was just safety issues with the plane. Like, they needed a new part or something for the plane. We don't and, know that. And the, but we, we saw them doing work on the plane. Um, the guy who made the announcement did it in English. Uh, because of safety issue... We have to uh, delay. And I said, what's safety issue? Is it safety that we can't take off? It's too dangerous. So safety because one of the parts of right. the wheels isn't isn't okay. And when they brought us on, and when we were checking on the plane, we saw that they, you know, you know the thing that reads your boarding card? It goes mm -hmm. bleep, bleep, bleep. It, it wasn't it. bleeping, but people were going through. We were going through. And I clocked that when I was walking on the plane. I said, that didn't bleep. That didn't do the little light thing that it usually does. Then we were on the plane, and there was a crazy d delay. Now, keep in mind, they're teasing us with this thing happening. In my mind, I can't believe we're about to take off in this war, okay? But we get to the to the boarding, and they took all the kids' strollers on. You know, the, the moms come, and they put the kids' stroller in the bag. And yeah, they yeah, put yeah, that yeah, on. yeah. So, I, oh, okay, good. And the crew came. There was a full crew on the plane. There was a crew on the plane. They took the strollers. We are good to go. Then there was another delay. Uh, we're going to start boarding in an hour. And boom. So we go. We got a sandwich. We came back. Um, we get on the plane. The thing wasn't working. You can tell it wasn't working. And the plane was overpacked. It was oversold because it was the last flight out. But so, people were freaking out. Wasn't everybody in the airport hysterical? Be, no, no, they weren't. They were no. everybody was keeping it together. 
Yeah. It was keeping it together. Um, the next day, we saw the videos of just mayhem at the airport. So videos. So, so it, but wait, we the, didn't. We didn't. The, so the the thing stopped. The main thing that was the issue once we had already boarded. You and I were in our seats. That we I put together from listening to the flight attendants, and they made an announcement over the thing that the machine that had scanned everyone's boarding cards basically stopped working halfway through the boarding process. And because it was the last flight out, they had oversold the flight. So there were more people on the plane than there were seats. So now they had to go through and check everyone's boarding passes manually to make sure that everyone who was supposed to be on this flight. And in the end, there were people riding in the jump seats. Like I never those saw little a passenger in a jump seat. Have you ever like, seen a passenger in a jump seat? It's and unsettling. There's this, there's this whole cabin behind the pilot's cabin with the two or three seats, and they packed them in there too. Those yeah. were people who were family yeah. of of people that worked for that Air France mm-hmm. for, in, in Israel. Anyway, we finally took off. We landed in Paris, and then we're just like, we had one day before our shows, and we're like, what do we do? And thank God we just did the shows. And um, and the shows were all sold out and people had flown from all over the world to had, come see you. Yeah, so we were so we were all, by some coincidence, we were always scheduled to leave on that Saturday when everything started, which is, you know, thank goodness, or else we wouldn't have gotten out because we wouldn't have been able to get a ticket. And so we were, we did, you did six shows in Israel for the Kobe Mandel Foundation, which is an amazing organization who provides emotional support services to people who have lost a family member to wow, terrorism. they're going to be very busy right now. And they're going to be very and busy. And so ironically, you were in Israel doing those six shows. We ended the shows, and then we were going to go to Paris. We had four showed up, show, shows in Paris that had been sold out for months. And, you know, I would say because of everything happening, they were about 70% full. The last one was... No, but they the people were a little scared. People were DMing us saying we're scared to come out. It's a Jewish event. Um, but you made a decision. I knew I was going to perform. Yeah, and it was the craziest thing to sit in the back. Well, I was in the, in the back of the of the theater. Now you, you open the door and you can see what they're doing, and you see an entire audience on their phone looking at a war, kids being decapitated, by, by prisons of this, the 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 kids that were at the rave. They're watching all of this before, and then the lights go down. Thank God there was an opening act. Uh, David Azria. 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 Yeah. David Azria. He's uh, a Jewish comedian, and he's he's never had the opportunity to, p- to perform for an all-Jewish audience. He was in heaven. Oh, that's so nice. He went on, and he got them, and then I went after him. I addressed the issue right away, and then for an hour and 15 minutes, they just were not were- in their phones and not in the war. And then we sang Hatikva at the end of every show. Mm. And we. I was uh, very proud of you when you did that. Yeah. I was, was very proud of you too. I was watching oh, from here you. and I really thought it was a gift that you guys gave to people to be able, especially well, the Jews. We, we often, you know, the humor gets us through. Yeah. <laughs> at, the, at the meet and greet, we had uh, people coming over to us. That I'm from. People Everywhere, flew in. People flew in for this from uh, from Copenhagen, Germany, uh, England, um, uh, Spain. Italy, Spain, and this one woman came from Romania. And she said to me that she uh, she said she she was like getting her Hebrew again. She goes, "It was just good to have a uh, have sick, a break, a break, yeah, just a break." We didn't forget about the war, but we just caught our breath. We laughed a little bit. We talked about raising money, and we sang Hatikva. We united. And that was, and then we went back into 
worrying about the everybody. Darkest, I mean, <clears throat> the darkest. It was like doing a show after 9 11. Like, that's exactly, like, I mean, that's exactly. Like, which I did. Which we did. Which the you comedy did. Comedy Cellar did. Yeah. Opened up two or three, three, yeah. three, three days after 9 uh, 11 happened. The Comedy Cellar opened up and we got on stage and we. But it's true that if you it. don't do that, they won. That these barbarians won. If these you don't keep living, won. then they won. Don't you think? I mean, I get you have to be respectful and there's mourning and people have died, but I think to I, cancel the shows would have been the wrong move. I agree. Sure. I think that if people don't feel like they personally are in a place to go see a comedy show, then that's fine. That's your decision, I, which I respect. A hundred percent. But I think that to be able to provide that for people who do want to come see it is Important. incredible. And it's a Jewish event, you know, it was it was for a moment, for an hour and, and a half, people were as Jews and allies, people who are who brought their friend who isn't Jewish, and yeah. pe people who are just fans from online that came to see it because they just loved the Jewish comedy, and we were united for for an hour and fifteen minutes, hour and a half, and it was just. It was Mashiach energy, 100%. 100%. Did you see Pete Davidson staying on SNL yeah. about it, the yeah. cold open? Yeah. yeah, I feel like that, that encapsulated basically yeah. what we were trying to do in I, Paris. Yeah, I think that um, for me personally in these, you know, the darkest of dark moments, and this is certainly one of them, I've, is that you look for the helpers. You know, you I one of the rabbis um, that at, at my son's school said um, that he was scared of the dark. He remembers when he was six or seven years old and he was scared of the dark and his parents gave him a little nightlight and it was the tiniest little light. He couldn't believe how much light this tiny, tiny little nightlight gave. And he said, mm -hmm. if you can find that mm -hmm. right now. Um, that that's what it is. Is just you need a little bit of light. Yep. Um, it's the only thing that can get people through these. I mean, it, these horrific. The only thing for me, it more. I mean, it's been the news is obviously horrific, but the the discourse and the opinions of people in my immediate social circle that have come to the surface during this have been really just so disgusting and hard to deal with. Mm -hmm. And it's the gay community has just, especially the gay community, because yeah. I guess the gay community, obviously for many reasons leans quote unquote left and all these things. And so in that silo of political beliefs lies this like pro Palestinian view. Right. Um, which I understand, but there's a time and a place to to say context or this or that, but right. not after thousands of people were brutally slaughtered. Slaughtered. And um, they, it's, yeah, it's just so been I everywhere. Think, I think that the, a very important thing to address for me is to be pro-Israel is not to be anti Palestinian, right? Like you can be, I'm not anti-Palestinian people at all. I'm anti-Hamas. Right. And that's a very important distinction. Right. And I think that what I've had a similar experience to you, be, but I think that one of the things that I've learned is that people really don't know what the fuck they're talking no about. No idea. So the, nope. so the gay community, when they are 
voicing their opinions out and saying just whatever they're they're posting, they're reposting somebody else. They have no idea what they're saying. They have no idea what Hamas is, and and they don't. They think that. They're an oppressed people, just like the gays are oppressed. Yes. And if they can, yes. run, they would run around, run around Gaza with their gay flag. Hey, we're also oppressed. Have fun doing Let that. Let me just explain to you that gay people in Gaza and the West Bank are thrown off of buildings. That that's the treat. When if you come out, if you say you're gay, if you're found out that you're gay, your treat your your the the next move is they throw you off a building. Literally. So now when you run around saying free Palestine, anti-Israel, just keep that in mind. Whereas in Israel you have your your gay gay month and gay parades and gay rights and parties gay, and, gay. and all of that stuff. So just keep that in mind when you're screaming free Palestine, gays for Palestine and just Pull it together. Understand what the hell you're saying. So so this is the thing, is that they think that this is, that Hamas is like, if this is not just happening to Israelis, right? Like, no. this is in the charter to come and kill anything that also represents the West. There are people who are kidnapped. It's not just Israelis in there. No. There are citizens. Of of over over uh, 12 different countries, if more, maybe. Correct including an elderly couple that used to sit at the border and bring um, Palestinian people into Israel for medical help. That's what they did. They were retired, and every single day they would sit at the border and bring in people and then until they were finished with their treatment and then bring them back. These communities, these kibbutzim that were massacred, um, most of these people are very far left wing. Mm -hmm. These people are pro Palestinian. Pro right. This is this they is, worked with them. Yeah. They these the the the, the they people used that to were shop watching at each other's markets. The people that watched the borders. Yeah. The eyes on the borders saw the same people working, and then the next day coming across for a year. Yeah. They were they were plowing the fields and doing whatever they were doing, and then the the, the next day they're running across with. Uh, machine guns and they so they were in shock but they it's it's it, just it's it's horrific really it's really just uh, and you have to really uh find how you're gonna help that that's that's i think that that's really it goes back how are you gonna help um i'm gonna help by giving relief in comedy mm -hmm. uh donating portions of our of our income to to organizations that i have worked with and i know are good um and obviously with Leo's permission as well. And um, uh, it's, it's, it's our money that, you know, it's our, mm -hmm. our um, uh, income. And, um, and th that's what I will do. And, and people who feel that they need to post uh, every single thing that's going on, if that's how you feel you're helping, yeah. help. Um, oh. I, I'm not going to be putting pictures of bombs going off on my website, on my page. And people don't get to dictate what you say or what you put. It's like, right? you go build your platform and do whatever you want to do. I am doing what I'm doing. Right. You know, like Just make sure you're helping somebody. Just make sure that you're, you're whatever you're doing is helpful, not that's, hurtful. That's right. Right. Yeah. That's, that's right. that. That's the main thing. But, I, but I also read your history and understand what's going on because it's easy to make blanket statements. Yeah. Um, and they're not accurate, you know. And like I understand that not everybody has as deep ties to this country that as I do, and that's fine also. But if you want to have a conversation, try to have a conversation that is going to be beneficial and helpful yeah. to the future of 
this fucking world. Yeah, it's just the lack of critical thinking skills and people calling uh, Israel, saying that Israel is committing genocidal acts when it's like, well, there's only one side that called for like an international day of jihad and it wasn't Israel. And I, I, this morning I I was doing research and the sec, Anthony Blinken, Secretary of State, releases a report every year on genocide. And I read five of them, including the People's Republic of China, what they're doing to Muslims in China, forced sterilization, mass incarceration, murder, torture, etc., and the thousands and thousands of people who have been killed in Myanmar, uh, in South Sudan, in Iraq and Syria. I've never seen any of these pro-Palestinian people talk about any of those actual genocides that are happening. But when Israel defends itself, now it's genocide. So it's people can't even unpack their own anti-Semitism and how they're viewing these issues. And it's I saw a flyer for a rave in Brooklyn that uh was raising money for a palestinian hospital which is fine i don't whatever i don't see anything wrong with that i mean whether the money goes to the actual hospital that's another thing um but they called it the intifada rave like they don't understand the language that no, they're no, using they has really strong implications and, and just so we were, one of the the headquarters of hamas is in a children's hospital yeah so, so the, just you you can't but they don't know that. But hey, uh-huh. let, let's rave for Palestinians. I, my, my heart, ble- I, I, I've been around the world, and you see people sitting in cafes, and that's what—that's the goal. People just want to sit, chill in a cafe, have their gig, have their stuff, and I'm, there, I'm sure there are people in Gaza who do wish to just they could just be have normal lives, but they have been taken over by by, by Hamas. And you know, are. Hamas does does uh, the brainwashing and making sure that they that their ma- main goal is to kill Jews, and at the same time, they also give them food and out of uh, out of and electricity and, and electricity water. and water comes from Hamas because no, it comes from Israel. No, it comes from no, but Hamas Hamas pays um, oh, yeah. th- these these people. Oh. The hospital is a Hamas hospital. You're saying the Hamas Children's Hospital, it, even though Hamas is doing it, they it's like a you're you're, you're they're captured by Hamas. But they're also they're they're being held hostage. Being held hostage, basically, yes, that's what I'm trying to say. Um, well, it was my fourth time in Israel, and it was the only time that I felt, you know, semi unsafe. Semi, semi. I you were. I have news for you. You weren't safe. No, so I mean, I think one of the most bizarre moments that I've experienced was we were in this room at the at the Satai in Yafo. And we had a beautiful corner room that was looking at the beach. And we had these like French doors that opened up and we had all the windows open. And I was, this was after the alarm had already gone off. And so now we were trying to get to the airport. So we were packing and I looked downstairs and there were lines and lines of SUVs coming to like basically evacuate people. Well, they're evacuating Bruno Mars was at our hotel. Oh. And so he was, uh, he yeah, had- Bruno Mars was at our hotel because he was doing three nights at a stadium in Tel Aviv. Needless to say, the last night was canceled. But we were like, we can't die in this hotel because Bruno Mars is here. And if his he dies, it'll overshadow any press we would have gotten. <laughs> I so- would have been a footnote. <laughs> if Bruno, if that, if Obama would have hit the Satai and Bruno Mars would have died, no one would have been like, and there was a Jewish comedian that, no, Bruno Mars. <laughs> Yeah, was, so um, I was watching his whole entourage because we had been in the hotel for a few days now, so we like knew. The crew. And by a few days, nine days. Yeah, we were there for a long time. We moved in. You and were in Israel for nine days. Maybe ten. Yeah, 
And so wow. I'm looking at, I'm standing at the balcony. I'm looking outside. I have the windows open. I'm looking down. I'm seeing all of these people, hair and makeup people. Like you could tell dancers, choreographers, just people who are, were there to do this show for Bruno Mars, getting into these vans. And it was right after the sirens had stopped. And then, no, I actually think at the same time, sirens were going off. Yeah. But weren't and sirens call, going off nonstop? The call for prayer no. then started because we were in Yafo. So oh, the yeah. call for prayer mixed in with the sounds of the ocean mm. and the sounds of these people below me getting into these cars trying to evacuate and the sirens. That's Israel. It was... That's Israel. It that's, was, um, I will that's, never forget that. That That is, you just It just up. goes how, it was just because the, fr- the Friday night we were sitting in the sukkah with uh, the Nakash family. Mm-hmm. We were just, the, the father, by the way, is hysterical. Jokes and funny. And not only that, he does this thing where he cracks himself up when he tells a joke <laughs> and it's so addictive. That's the best. With Shaul and Ariel. And it was, we just were cracking up. We had the most amazing Friday night in the sukkah, just laughing, telling jokes. Um, I, I knew I was on when I saw Shaul's wife, Gloria, crack a smile. Mm-hmm. She just sits like this. And all of a sudden, she's just like, I told a joke, and she just like started laughing. And she said, oh, I, I could see in her face, she like, I cannot hold this laughter back. And mm-hmm. she laughed. And the next day, it just, it's just so insane. You, it's, I went, I think, some of the best shows I ever had in Israel. No theater was under yes. not, not 900 seats. Wow. Gorgeous theaters. The shows see, in Israel were insane. The shows were in these beautiful theaters, new theaters in, in Bet Shemesh. Oh, my God, there's a beautiful theater there. You can smell the newness. Of yeah, it was brand, brand new. You can, like, smell the new. It's so new. And then Israel, Bet Chayal, which looks like Afghanistan, is one of the best theaters for comedy in the world. It's wow. a low ceiling, 900 seats. No one's really comfortable, so they're focused. <laughs> And um, Itzi Cohen came to the show from Fauda, Captain Ayub. Amazing. Um, and it was doing my, my Fauda material in front of him, which was, which was That's fun. fun. And just, it was like, wow, it just all changed like that. Yeah, it all changed like that. I really feel like um, nothing's ever going to be the same. Like, no. I, I really, I don't know. I've been like. My head is so deep into this thing. I'm sure and when the Yom Kippur War broke out, people said this, nothing will be the same again. And then it got the same. And I wanna... also, also, but it wasn't live streaming. You weren't streaming the war, Yom Kippur War. Right. You, you, got, you waited. The, the yeah. newspaper came out at night, and they told you on the news what's the going media. on, and that was your... The social your, media no. is, is a new front, of, front yeah. line of yeah, the yeah. war. And yeah. I just want to say that like people have been DMing Modi being like, you should like specific videos like you should post this you should share this and it's like really horrible graphic imagery and on on one hand i I think it's important that people see that and understand what's going on but on the other hand i do think it's a balance that you have to strike between it becoming just fodder for social media and you become desensitized to what you're seeing like our brains are not equipped to be dealing with that sort of imagery 24 7 but also it's like First of all, for half of these people, this is just like porn to watch. It's like some people don't, are, yeah. like, don't you, yeah. you, you watch it, but then like you go on with the rest of your life. First yeah. of all, it enrages me that people send you things. You have to post this. Fuck you. You post that. Don't come over to my house and tell me what I'm supposed to yeah. say and what I'm supposed to post. And it's really well, awful to send people videos like that that they are not prepared 
to see. Yeah. Like, you can't just do that. We also had to manage our messaging very carefully. I mean, I was texting our, pu- you have a publicist now and right. an agent. I was texting all these people. We also had shows that were happening. Yeah. So we had security risks that we had to take into account. We had to, uh, you know, you have a certain number of like, uh, cachet when you have an audience online and you have to choose wisely what you're going to yeah. uh, cash it in on yep. and we had to make very clear communications about the shows whether or not there was a happening when we had to recant when we had to reschedule a show we had to make a post about that we had to be very careful what we were trying to say not because we were afraid of saying the wrong thing but because there was a lot of things going on and we didn't want to overshadow it right. um and there's a Another thing I want to say is that I received personally a few messages because now Modi fans are following me um, saying that what I was posting on Saturday when we were leaving Israel was insensitive because I posted in my Instagram story a photo of my plane seat and I wrote in the caption, I've never wanted to be wheels up so badly. And I didn't mean it to be insensitive. And I got a few messages saying that it was gloating and I shouldn't be proud of that, and a few other things. Um, and I guess I just want to apologize. I didn't mean for it to come off that way, but it was a scary situation, and I had literally just posted the missiles going off over our head at breakfast, so people were DMing me and asking yeah. me, um, like, can I- are you okay? So I was kind of just trying to give, like, updates. I wasn't trying to, like, make light or, like, y- y- gloat or anything. Okay, that can was- I say something? First of all, people can say to you whatever they fucking want. I would love to see what somebody in your situation who was caught in the middle of a terrifying war would not have also been, I would like to leave. Yeah. Like, I mean, I don't think you did anything wrong. And I think it's outrageous that I'm sure none of these people, I will bet, have ever been to Israel during a war. <laughs> on, a, on a tarmac with a siren going off. It was scary. Off. I mean, like, it was how, scary. You have scary, nothing yes. to apologize for. Like, how? No, it's it, it's not. If he feels he, if he feels no, that it was. Like uh, these people have no idea what they're we talking about. We weren't hit yet. About. We weren't hit yet with how social media. I haven't been posting uh, jokes or, or stuff. Because it's so it just but so when we you're ready, it, it you'll didn't do it, it didn't it didn't hit us yet how this is gonna yeah. be on social media. So, so one slide I said one thing I said I have never wanted to be wheels up so badly because if I'm being honest it was one of the longest most stressful days of our life trying that Saturday in Israel and then I posted another thing um, that was a picture that of the graphic on the menu that said Tel Aviv to Paris. And then I wrote, we're the last flight out of Israeli airspace. And then some people responded to that, like, and you're proud of that? And I just wanted to be like, I'm not Jewish or Israeli, and I don't speak Hebrew. Like, are you suggesting that I stay and fight? Like, I don't understand like, what Like, what do you want trying. me to do? Like, go put on, no, like, a side uniform? <laughs> yeah, don't, like... give, don't give them energy. But it's yeah, not, it's not, I, uh... I just wanted to apologize, but also I wanted to say, side note, I was so proud of you, the way you handled, A, us getting out of Israel and then B once we were in Paris you were such a professional and I'm not just saying this because you're my husband and we work together but like you were such a professional you were so calm you understood the magnitude of what was going on but you also understood the importance of what you were doing when you sang a hatikva I mean I was crying um and then you I was also so proud of like 
the, when the thing in you when the thing that the ongoing thing in Ukraine happened, you were the first person I knew to mobilize supplies right away to get things to where they needed to be. And again, you did it within a moment's notice for Israel. You mobilized so quickly. You got donations. You got those backpacks to where they needed to go. It was just you were both very impressive, and it was no. it was very nice to see. So let's Thank yeah, you. and we are going to keep doing what we do. Yeah, we're going to keep doing what we do. Um. I don't know. I um, I will be continuing doing shows. I have a, a tour coming up, uh, 12 cities. Um, a portion of every show will go to organizations in Israel that I believe and know to be helpful. Hatsala, uh, United Hatsala, Magen David Adom, uh, UJA in America. Because UJA, whenever I do one of their organizations, they always show you the movie of what they did the following year, what they've done in Ukraine, pulling Jews out, getting Beautiful. help. I know next year yeah. when I perform for UJA, I will be seeing videos of we got them this, we got them that. At the moment's notice, we sent this money, we sent that money. That's what UJA does, and I will be helping them. And also the Kobe Mandel Foundation, which is um, an organization I've worked with for over, I think, 10 years and they Beautiful. just help people that have been traumatized and they're going to be over um critical over over they're, no inundated. they're going to be uh, uh, inundated oh right 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 yeah a, but they're yeah, also going to be doing yeah, critical you know, work when when, right when, uh, when the daughter so now it, Seth and his wife um uh run the they ran the, the, they have camps mm -hmm. for the kids yeah and uh, the daughter's handling it now and she told me we usually we wouldn't have had if it wasn't for our shows we wouldn't have had the hanukkah camp that they have oh, for the kids yeah the mandel family very, are very 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 sweet people. special people thank you for having us yes it was so nice i don't we you had done their shows before i yeah. had done their shows before but i don't think i had got i had met them before and um yeah they were they're a really special family um who went through a horrific horrific thing and they're helping people who have gone through whoever and who are going to be going through yeah. this now and yeah uh, I they mean, do important work i think that i'm doing some shows we're going to be donating money from those shows okay. but it's um i did cancel a couple of shows because i just didn't feel like i could pull it together to get on stage but i did reschedule that's what i'm them. saying i don't know how yeah, you I said that was i said to him i think he's unbelievable he it's got on stage and it was and when they had to yeah, no, I, we walked through the protests. We walked through this this pro Palestinian protest, and the ener the energy there was not pro Palestine. Let me just say that it was kill Jews. It was kill Jews. and and that is. And I will give one big fat yeshukoyach to the national and local police in Paris. They formed a wall around this protest. And they shot tear gas, and they uh, they undid it. They do not want to see Paris become Parab. They want to see it be still Paris. And when we asked one of the policemen, how do we get to to the to Mateo's theater? He said, I don't know. I'm from Nice. They brought us up for this. Wow. There was a wall around there was the square. A lot of the Republic Square, I think it's called. And, um, and I had they, never seen that many armed police officers in an urban setting, and. Uh, but the last time I saw that was in New York when those pro protests were happening. And it wasn't like when you see stuff. a pro-Israel protest when they're they're wrapped in the flag saying yeah. shalom aleichem, like we bring no, peace on to you, or Am Yisrael Chayd, let the Jews live. You know, it's literally they were screaming, kill Jews, and they were screaming. You can tell the energy there was insane. Yeah. And they were climbing on top of this French monument, 
like showing we are we'll we'll protest if even if we, they, they did not have a license to it was um, no, it is disgusting and some of these student groups on these campuses you saw they put the paraglider on the flyer did yeah, you see that i did yeah. see that i mean how can you th- those kids were at a music festival those were t- kids mostly people in their 20s like you, you think they should be held responsible for whatever things you disagree with that Netanyahu's Listen, Ju- done? Ju- like what? Judy Gold said it very well. She said um, most of the people who were killed in the massacre hated Netanyahu's policies. Yeah. And yeah. imagine you being killed for policies of Trump that or you don't believe in. Right, fine, yeah. but just for, for example, yeah. yes. But, that That's what it was. But it also shows you that this Hamas is not, yeah, it's they, not looking for, like, oh, right. there's the Jews that like yes, us. And that's right. It's kill all Jews. Oh, but she's kill. a gay vegan. She's, right. she, she's fine. Yes, they like, want to just yeah. kill and kill and kill. And there's videos of the kids with the machine guns. You see the one kid that has to, he can't pull it. So he's do it with his foot, and then he starts to fire it into the air. Sick. It's just so unbelievable. On a on a more positive note, I would like to just say that the amount of love and outpouring of affection, um, and concern and caring messages that I've gotten from all of my friends, <clears throat> Egyptian, Syrian, yep. Black, Chinese, Jamaican. Um, have been so kind, really, like, and so touching. We, we've been getting the same ones. And um, also that we have gotten, um, n- we're buying 90 pairs of boots for the wow. guys in the Golani Brigade, in a special elite force in Golani Brigade, which is amazing. Um, and backpacks over there, like, I like to do just, like, hand-to-hand yeah, I'm working on yeah, a smaller scale that. than you guys are. No, you're not. No, you're not. No, you're, I. You, okay, no, but you, I've seen what you do. You really, you you get it right into the hands of the people who. Need I it. just don't like. I don't like taking money, and mm-hmm. so I don't like dealing with any of that. So I yeah. generally funnel it to a friend of mine who is literally paying on the ground on the other side. I want to see it going like now right right? like i'm so that's been and we've gotten messages and videos from all the soldiers who are getting the stuff which is really beautiful also so thank you like everyone who's saying something nice like yes it's thank you yeah thank you like I've seen Dr. Ibrahim uh, sent us a text. Uh, Dr. Ibrahim. Ibrahim and then oh. and, and you know Syrian and yeah. uh, and then a lot of people who aren't Jewish. I I hope you're well. I hope you're safe. You know, there's this, this is the good. There's the good stuff. Yeah. And that's it. We're gonna be. We can start wrapping this up. But I'm just saying we we're gonna be doing what we do, and I I'll be doing shows. We're announcing new shows, and yeah, um, we're announcing big shows. We're announcing big shows. Big this shows. Tour is gonna be amazing. It's uh know your audience tour, and I'm telling you right now, this is the time to be the friend that brings the friends to the comedy show. Give your friends a hefsick, a minute, a moment to just to to not forget about the war, but to take a break, regroup. Unite with the Jewish community at a comedy show. You're the Jewish community of Milwaukee, of Charlotte, North Carolina, of Atlanta, of Brussels, and then the other dates. And you know, and kids on campus, go to the Hillel and the Chabad house. Go be with other Jews. Connect with them. Um, go if you have a JCC and they're doing something. Be don't sit alone in your home on phone. That's not going to help. Be with other people. And um, if you can, be at a comedy show, too. Take that break from from what's happening in the world. And the tickets will be available on modilive.com. And, um, and 
again, don't just get tickets for yourself. Get tickets for friends and uh, be the friend who brings the friends to the comedy show. Periel, I'm, can... I'm on Instagram at Periel Ashenbrand. You can find <clears throat> me there, and I'll be doing some shows too. We're gonna do a fundraiser at the cellar. Yes, um, that'll be really great. Yep, and um, and that's that's basically it. Uh, anything else? Thank you again to A and H Provisions and to Whites and Luxembourg for partnering up with us for being uh, co-podcasters. And um, everybody, like, we're back to stay safe. I'm stay. Israel Chai. I'm Israel Chai. And we will. Nation of Israel will. So, should we title we've, that? The, should that be the title? I'm we've, Israel Chai. We've been through, we've been through empi- the Roman Empire, the Greek empires that tried to, to kill us. We're the ones still around. And it's because we help each other and we raise money for each other. And uh, we will get through this. And uh, again, stay safe. Find your 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 balance with uh social media and the war and um i hope to see you at a show very soon <laughs>